0: Music
1: Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed 8 Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. What is going on? We are continuing our review of the series, Mr. In-Between, and we are doing episode eight of season two, entitled See You in Your Dreams. Before we jump in with the show, let's go ahead and get our contact info posted. I do have the voicemail, which is 206-745-2731, and you are limited to about oh, what is it, 90 seconds on that thing, but you can call it multiple times if you'd like. If you would rather record your own audio or send me an email, then I can read it out for you on the show with any comments that you might have. You can send that to thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All my social media stuff, if you're interested in any of that, so Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, you can find the buttons for those over at the website, which is thearmedape. uh, excuse me, thearmedape.com. And if you would ever consider supporting the show financially, there is a PayPal donation button there as well. And you can click on that and follow the prompts. If you wanted to support the show in a way other than financially, I would ask maybe you go over to the YouTube channel. Just uh, If you're at the website, just click on the YouTube icon. It'll take you right to my channel and you will be able to subscribe there. and That would actually help me out. My numbers are growing over there and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more stuff uh, with the YouTube channel as well. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump in with episode eight, See You in Your Dreams of Season Two. We open up with Ray, and he's standing in front of a classroom. He's in uh, at Brittany's school and right in front of her class, and he's doing kind of like a parent's day, and he's talking about, oh, I work security in a club, and I make sure that people don't sort of misbehave, that they need to do what they want. And there's there's some funny stuff about that, and it's kind of cute. So you, uh, you get to see how Ray interacts with kids, and he you know, he does just fine. He's not really awkward or anything. So again, we see that he can operate in between both worlds, uh, and that he's comfortable in both worlds. The next scene, we have Ray, and he is at the club. Freddy comes up to him and says, Hey, your mate, who, uh, whose name is Dirk, And this is the guy that Ray got the job for. And this is also the guy, if you remember that, Brittany and Maddie. Maddie is Dirk's daughter, and they're the ones that play together. But he's also the guy, too, that he told him that he... uh, Ray told Dirk, because he could tell that he was on probably like on, on meth or some type of speed or something like that. He told him, look, you've got to get off the drugs if you want to have the job here. You can't make me look bad. So anyway, Freddie tells... Ray that Dirk beat up old Stan. Old Stan is kind of a regular who probably you know is a, oh maybe gets a little handsy every now and then, but they kind of treat him with kid gloves and you know he's he's kind of a harmless guy type thing. Anyway, Freddie says hey he can't work here anymore because he's out of control. So we cut from the club. Ray arrives at Dirk's apartment, and Dirk's apartment is a real shitbox. It's it's not very good at all. Uh, there's tons of like alcohol bottles like hard liquor, there's drugs, there's all sorts of stuff that are all over the place. Ray tells him, he's like, eh, I heard you beat up old Stan or something like that. And he was like, yeah. And Ray's like, well, I got to fire you. Then Ray takes out probably, it's a wad of cash. Uh, I would say it's probably around four dollars to $5,000. It's a big, thick stack of, it looks like, 50s. Then Ray puts the money on the table and he's as he's walking out, you know, Dirk goes, Hey, Hey, I don't, I don't want your money. And Ray just kind of looks at him and just, you know, closes the door and it closes on Dirk kind of leaning back and closing his eyes. And, you know, you could tell he's thinking like, "Ah, oh, man, I messed this up. And I think too, a part of it is he understands he messed up the job, but also part of it is he knows he's kind of let Ray down and that he's becoming maybe a bit of a charity case for Ray at this point. We also noticed that on, I think it's on his right shoulder, he has some bad burn, like some burn scarring. The next scene we cut to, Ray is at Kate's house. And again, remember, she is the writer who is doing the true crime book. She is asking him some questions and saying, well, is there a difference between when you were in the army and you killed people and when you're doing it now? And so what I wanted to do, and it's going to be a little bit of a longer clip, but I wanted to go ahead... And we'll play that. Uh, so let's give that a listen here.
0: Do you think, how do I put this? Do you think there is a difference in the act of killing between when you're in the army and, and what you do now? Does does it feel any different? No. No difference at all?
2: No, killing's kill. Hmm. You know, you get medals in the army for when you kill people, but, you know, I don't get those anymore, but... Yeah, I can't
0: imagine hitmen get medals.
2: Nah, we get paid better, though, so.
0: Yeah? No-one tells you what to do now.
2: Yeah, you know, I want to do a job, I do it. If I don't want to do a job, I don't. You know, I can say no, yes or no. Mm. Do
0: you ever feel sorry for any of your victims? Not
2: really, no. Never. Well, would I?
0: I mean, what about their families?
2: What about them?
0: Well, doesn't it ever bother you? You know, the pain that you're causing the loved ones that are left behind, grieving for for the person that you've just murdered?
2: You know, I killed people when I was in the army, you know, nobody, you know, they had families, so...
0: Yeah, sure, but I think, you know, I think the difference is choice. When you're in the army, you, you don't have a choice. But here, you you do. You've got a choice. You don't
2: actually have no, to do no, this job. No, no, you could. No, no, I mean, you no, could choose to do no, something different. No, no, no. I chose to join the army. You make it sound like somebody put a gun to my head and said you got to join the army, or you know, I had a choice. So that's what I decided to do. I was going to go over there and fucking kill people. Yeah, so okay. you got no problem with that. Okay. As soon as I come back here. And I start doing the same thing. Suddenly, you're all fucking, I don't know, high and mighty about it. Like, you know. Like I should feel bad about it or something. Should I feel bad about it? Uh, I'm,
0: I'm just asking a question.
2: Yeah, you're asking some questions. Yeah, it's the questions you're asking. You know,
0: well, okay, well, so what about, what about your daughter? I mean, you, you know, from what you've told me, you really love her. I'm sure she loves you. Surely she'd be really, you know, devastated if something happened to you.
1: All right, so there is quite a lot to unpack there, and we, as the viewers, we sort of know Ray a little bit better than her. One thing I, I, I will say that he seems to be a little bit more willing. Like if we look at the difference between when he's at the in in the anger management group that he has to go to, when he's talking to Peter or when and when he's talking to this lady, a lot of times he. With Peter, uh, of course, Peter cuts him off a lot, but a lot of times he doesn't explain or go into depth of, of stuff, and so we can see by the nature of some of her questions, you know, he's he's told her uh, some stuff and let her in maybe a little bit more. However, though, even with her, you see, she is kind of probing and, and doing some things, uh, and, and sort of wants to lead, and it, it you, I get the feeling from the way that they're talking there that she sort of wants to get a certain type of answer and when she doesn't get that she kind of pushes. Also on another point I think that we know again as viewers we've seen from in season one when he killed the guy Luke I think something or other was his name and it was they had thought that this guy who owed this other dude money had killed him and that's why they were going to kill this guy named Luke. One of the requests that Luke had to Ray was well. Can you at least let my family know? And at, at the end of the day, we see that Ray did bring the widow a note. So I mean, it it does show that he does have hmm. What what I want to say? It's not compassion, uh, but I guess he maybe he under or he has some type of empathy or something like that. I guess for. The people that are left behind, the people that he of, of the people that he's killed, but again, it goes back to his code of these guys are interacting and are living and are making their way in the criminal world, and so this is part of that. You know, live by the sword, die by the sword, and it, you know he does also bring up an interesting point. You know, is uh, and he doesn't. You know, they they don't put as fine a point on it, but you know, talking about sort of state-sanctioned violence. You know, is 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 it okay to kill? If you're doing it in the name of the state and then you don't, people don't have any problem with it. But then when he, from maybe from his perspective, when he kills somebody who's a quote unquote, maybe bad person, then all of a sudden that's wrong and this, that, and the other thing. So anyway, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff that's going on there. You can also see when he's kind of going, no, 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 no. And you're asking, you know, he says something like, you know, it's the questions you're asking. You can tell by her body language a little bit that she's, you know, she kind of is feeling like, well, you know, am I pushing him too far? Is she feeling a little uncomfortable? And again, because she doesn't know Ray, for her, I'm sure she's feeling that she's kind of on a, a, a bit of a tightrope because she's she's thinking, well, this this guy could snap at any minute or something like that. So, uh, but and and again, we as the viewers know, well, that's really not the case. Ray wouldn't do anything if he got upset with her, he would just get up and leave and never come back, that type of thing. So we cut to, from that scene, which is in the daytime, we cut to, uh, I believe it's a nighttime scene, we see Vinny, who is the president of the biker club, and uh, I believe the biker name is Dirty Birds, is the, uh, the uh, name of their motorcycle club. And I'm one, I always when I, when I first heard that thing, I wondered if it was maybe a bit of a nod to the Stephen King book, Misery. And when she would call people that you know she didn't like, she'd call them a dirty bird. So anyway, just kind of a bit of an aside. So anyway, we see Vinny. He's in a convenience store. He's buying some tobacco and some rolling papers. He comes back out. There is a, a gray van that's parked outside. Uh, we see Kev again, who is one of the bikers. And he was like, well, I had some smokes. You could have given me those. And he's like, nah, I don't, you know, yeah, these aren't any really good, blah, blah, blah. And Ray is walking up toward the van, and Vinny sees Ray, and Ray kind of doesn't really notice him. And Vinny's like, hey, hey, Ray, how you doing? And Ray's like, oh, you stalking me? And they come up, and they start to talk. And then Vinny approaches, and he he's, uh, comes up to Ray, and Ray is by the entrance of the, like the sliding door on the van. Ray's standing right in front of that. And I think if we're, I, and I don't know if it shows it or not, but I think we see Kevin Kev, right when Vinny starts to go up to Ray, Kev basically turns and, and walks off. I think we see it. I'm, I don't know if I'm making this up in my mind or not, but I think we see it. Anyway, as Vinny comes up, all of a sudden, the van door quips open. Gary kind of reaches up and grabs him, and Ray pushes him at the same time. They get into the van, they handcuff Vinny, and they speed away. So as we kind of cut to the, the, the scene sort of switches... And we see Ray is sitting in the back with Vinny. Gary is driving. Vinny is sort of sitting across from Ray. And Vinny says, hey, you know, you got to smoke. And Ray's like, no, nah, I quit. And Vinny says, well, I got some rollies in my pocket. Do you mind if I, if I have one? He's like, go ahead. Vinny says to Ray, oh, man, I never saw it coming. And he's like, are you getting paid well? And Ray's like, yeah. And he's like, how much? And he's like, 250000 he's like, oh, my gosh. Ray tells him, well... You know, it's nothing personal. And Vinny, you know, Vinny said, "Well, you know, of course, I, you know, I never saw it coming." This type of thing. And he asked him, "Do you mind if I ask you who's doing it?" And Ray tells him, well, "It's your VP." And he's like Alex, and he's like, "Yeah." And then Vinny says, "Well, you know, I'm surprised I, I kind of lived this long, to tell you the truth." And then he says to Ray, he "says Well, you know, even if I tried to basically buy you out, you'd still." do it right you'd you'd pocket the money and then kill me anyway and Ray just kind of like nods his head so what I want to do is I'm going to play another clip and Vinny ends up kind of relating a story to Ray and it has a lot of sort of importance and I wanted it to to be sort of in their own words type thing it
2: was weird but I mean, I'd never shot any bloke before that. That's not like it is in the movies, right? It's different. Mm. And this fella, I remember, his legs went all sort of wobbly and sat down on the floor. He just looked real fucking tired, you know, just real tired. He looked up at me, you know, he sort of looked me right in the eye, just said, fuck, mate. And then he just, that was it. Lights went out of his eyes. 20 years that that bloke still comes to me in my dreams. Every time I see him, he just looks at me with this look, you know, that same look, doesn't say anything, just... just looks at me, scares the shit out of me. <sighs> you don't get that? Blokes, you've not come into you in your dreams. Sometimes. It bother you. It bothers the shit out of me. Not enough to make you want to quit, but every job's gotta stay in man.
1: So this is the first time that we're, especially as the viewer, The first time that we're really getting some insight into does this stuff affect Ray? What are kind of maybe some of the long-term effects? Uh, Does he have, for lack of a better word, kind of like PTSD type stuff from the jobs that he does and from when he's killing the people and also from the situation that he's in? And we find that, yeah, he does. And we also see that with this guy, Vinny, I think, and again, because Ray respects him uh, is willing to tell him stuff that maybe he wouldn't tell anybody else, or there would be very few people that he would tell. He might tell Gary about it. You know, I don't know. Uh, he pro- in fact, he probably would if Gary ever asked about it. And so we see, you know, that Ray has bad dreams. Ray has uh, some of the stuff bothers him. And again, I guess we could kind of go back to that note that he gave that he gave the the widow of Luke, that type of thing. So. Uh, again, we see that he is not a, a, total sociopath that this stuff does affect him. And then kind of in his words, you know, every job has a downside. So they arrive at a, it, it's kind of out by the airport. You can see some planes are landing and it's sort of maybe off on one of these side fields. They go up to a, they pull into an, a, um, an empty parking lot and then off to the side of the parking lot, you can see where the, the planes are landing and there's a big kind of grassy area. And they uh, Gary they open up the thing. Gary goes to kind of yank Vinny out. And Vinny's like, hey, hey, hey. And then Ray's like, it's all right. you know, Let him, let him do it. So Ray kind of gives him his dignity. They walk out. Ray, uh, Vinny is sort of walking out onto this little green belt or grassy area. I'm not exactly sure what you would call it. And Ray is behind him. So once they both are out on the field, they're kind of standing there vinnie looks back at ray and says i'll see you in your dreams and then vinnie turns his head back around and so what we're doing is we are looking uh, the camera shot is we're looking at Vinny, and Vinny's in focus and we see ray and ray is kind of off to the back and he's out of focus and then Vinny kind of takes a big breath he's like and then as right as he does that you hear ray and this is this is interesting i don't know if they timed it this way or if they i, I kind of think that they did so it shows some good uh, direction on part of the director or on part of the crew or however they're going to do it anyway right as vinny kind of takes that breath and exhales ray unholsters and you and he's doing it and it's a quick all this stuff happens basically in maybe a second so Vinny exhales, Ray then, you know, does a quick draw from his, uh, from his holster, you hear the gun clear, Vinny can hear the gun clear, so he knows it's coming, and he closes his eyes, and right, almost immediately as he closes his eyes, Ray has the gun up, and bang, fires, and shoots Vinny in the head, Vinny drops, and then we get a wide shot, Ray walks up to Vinny and basically shoots him in the head again. And some people would say, well, isn't that a little bit excessive? But I think he does it, again, it's a respect thing. He does it to make sure that Vinny is dead and that if he was, you know, maybe still alive or something that he wouldn't be suffering. But he's also finishing the job too. Again, I think actually, you know, Ray will probably be affected a little bit by Vinny's death and probably coming in the future. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're getting when we see some of this stuff that we're seeing. So the next scene we cut to, oh, you know, before we go to that, I also wanted to sh- wanted to talk about one thing. On that wide shot when we see that Ray shoots Vinny for the second time, it cups back. It cuts. Excuse me, back to Gary, and Gary is sort of leaning up against the van and he's watching everything, and he has kind of an expression of. It's hard to it's hard to say exactly what it is, but it's an expression of. Mm, it's not regret. But you can tell it affects him too. There's there's something about it, maybe because he knows this is a guy that Ray likes, or is a guy that's Ray's friend, or, or a guy that's Ray's friendly with, I guess I should say. But you can tell that this thing, it, it's affecting him as well. And it's not that Gary wouldn't be willing to pull the trigger himself. We've seen that he, he had done that with uh, Vasily, his brother-in-law, back in season one. But I thought it was interesting that they do that, and if... If you're paying attention, you'll see some of that subtleties of, of uh, Gary's expression. So anyway, we cut to the next scene, and Ray is at home. He's doing some dishes, uh, kind of just showing him, again, kind of slice of life type stuff. It goes to the next morning. It's uh, We see the clock. It's 6.17 a.m. He gets a call. He goes back to the club, and it's interesting. He comes in for some reason. He comes. He doesn't come in through the front. He goes up and comes in through the back. I think Freddie had asked him to do that, so he meets Freddie. We see that Freddie has some uh, some facial injuries, like he's been hit a couple of times. Freddie tells Ray, "I've been robbed," and Ray's like, "Well, did you see?" And he's like, "Nah, the guy was, you know, had a mask on." And then Freddie's like, "Well, he knew what he was doing, that's for sure." And then Ray asks him, "Do you have any of the of the security footage?" And he's like, "Yeah." So Freddie and and Ray are back in the office, and they're watching it. Ray is kind of, he's sitting there, and you can see he's got recognition on his face, and then he's just like, it's Dirk. And then Freddie gets mad and kicks over a trash can and everything. And then he's like, oh, man, I gave this guy a job, and this is what he does. And he's like, look, I know he's your mate and all, but I want him gone. And then Ray says... What do you mean, gone? And Freddy says, I mean, gone, gone. And then Ray replies, well, I'm not going to whack him. And then Freddy says, well, fine. Then I'll find somebody who will. And then the, we kind of hang on those two guys for a little bit. And then we, it cuts to the next scene. Ray goes out to his car. It's still it's still daytime. He goes out to his car. He gets in. He sits there. And he just sits there for a while. And you can tell he's, he's thinking you know, what am I going to do here? Because it's either I can tell Freddie, I'll do it. I'll take care of the situation. Or do I just, do I step back from it? What do I, you know, what am I going to do here? Uh, because he knows, you know, from Freddie's, well, I mean, I guess from, from Freddie's viewpoint or from Freddie's perspective, Freddie, now that he knows that Dirk has robbed him, and was an employee of him, he can't sort of in the criminal world let that go. From his from his viewpoint, Dirk has to be killed. And Ray understands that. Ray understands the sort of the code in there in the criminal world. We cut to the next scene. We see Dirk is laying on his bed, he's sleeping. He's got his shirt off. He's actually just in his on top of the sheets and he's just in his underpants. And we see like his arm and his chest and everything is burned. So he he got some injuries. Uh, And we, we know from before that he and Ray are army buddies and that's kind of where they knew each other from. And so uh, we see that Dirk had sustained some injuries while probably overseas. Dirk kind of, you know, wakes up and then Ray is sitting there and he's just going to kind of flipping through a magazine and Ray tells him, he's like, Hey, I need a favor. I, uh, I need you to, to back me up on this job that I got going. And he's like, all right, all right. So we cut to the next scene. Ray has driven Dirk out to basically like the seaside area. They're up on these, um, oh, what would you call it? Like cliffs, cliff tops or something that they're up on. Ray tells Dirk that he has to leave town, that he's got to go. And then Dirk is kind of like, what? And so, and he's kind of being a little, um, what's not Hesitant isn't necessarily the word. He's resistant to that. He's kind of like, he doesn't want to. So what I want to do is we'll go ahead and we'll play a clip from there and then we'll come back and we'll talk about that.
0: What's going on, right?
2: Get live to him, huh? <laughs> What? I know you ripped Freddie off. You gotta go, mate. You gotta go today and you can't ever come back.
0: Yeah, nah, fuck that. You gotta go. Jamie, do it. You remember when I killed that kid in Yugaprofen? for me, it's like, my life had promise, you know, had a spark, then after that,
2: Pick a spot. Anywhere, right? Anywhere you want to go, you know. I'll drive you, right? I'll set you up, you know. Get you on your feet. Sorry about all that shit with Freddie. get it. Come on.
0: Nah. I gotta go. Sorry.
1: So there's a quite a bit to unpack there, and especially when you're watching. You know, the, what we see is Ray is not willing to kill his uh, his friend, and he's actually willing to set him up somewhere else in Australia, you know, get him money, do all this other stuff. And at first, you know, Dirk, it seems like he's like, all right, you know, okay, I'll do it. What happens is, you know, Ray says, all right, well, come on. Dirk has walked up to the, to the edge of the cliffside, and he's turned around and he's facing Ray and Frey, uh, Ray is sitting, they were kind of sitting on this little ledge. And then that's when, you know, Dirk says, you know, nah, I got to go. And he says, sorry. And he's standing. So his, he's, his back again is to the, the cliff edge and he's standing right there. Um, and he just, he just basically falls straight backwards. Right as he kind of falls, Ray starts running towards him. He runs up to the cliff edge and he, so Ray drops down on his hands and knees and he's holding onto the edge of the, uh, kind of like the edge of the rocks on the cliff. And then we see over Ray's shoulder and we see Dirk's body and there's, you know, there's blood on there. And so clearly Dirk is dead. And then we, the camera angle switches. And it is up and we're looking up at Ray and Ray is, um, like I said, he's sort of on his hands and knees and he's kind of hunched over and crouched down almost like in a a fetal position. But if you were on your hands and knees and not kind of on your side and he's, you can see he's grasping the edge of the rocks really hard and he's got his head kind of like pulled in and you can see him kind of take a breath and he's like, he's trying to keep himself from screaming. We then cut to, and he, he exhales and then we cut to a, uh, like a wide shot of him up kind of on the cliff and he's hunched over and then he kind of sits up, but he's still kind of on his knees. And, you know, we see that he's, you know, this has hit him really, really hard. And then that's, uh, you know, it it cuts to black and then we hear the music come up. So, you know, a lot of stuff that we saw in this episode is, is a lot of revelation on how a lot of these guys deal with death, how a lot of these guys, you know, uh, relate it to each other, how they're going to do it, depending on who they're talking to, whether they respect that person or not, or whether they think that person is part of their world or isn't going to judge them, that type of thing. And then one last thing before we, we draw the show to a close here for today is we see that the the actor who plays Dirk, so when he gets up, he and Ray are both sitting on the on the uh, kind of on this little ledge that's you know ten fifteen feet away from the cliff edge. He gets up and he walks out. you see sort of Ray, we're looking back, so we see Dirk's face, and then we see Ray in the background, and you see at this point is when he's made the decision, and the decision is it's. Um, I can go, but I'm probably going to end up in the same situation again, and it may be worse for me. So I've got nothing left. And kind of like what he said was, you know, earlier in the clip that we that we heard is that he wasn't the same. You know, after he had had uh, killed some kid over there overseas, and so you know, he I think he's at this point he's done. I think he feels that everything is just going to spiral down for him, uh, and. He, it, some of this stuff is eventually maybe going to blow back on his friends or his family, that type of thing. And so he figures, well, I'll just go out my way. And you, you kind of get all that stuff. Like he's, he's made the decision and he's resolved to end it and going out kind of like maybe for lack of a better term on his, you know, on the way that he chooses. Now, also one last thing, interesting thing was when, when Ray's like, well, you got to go. And then he's like, or what you going to shoot me? And it wasn't necessarily like bravado or, uh, trying to, uh, entice Ray or to incite Ray, I guess is probably the better word. It was just like, well, you know, are you going to do it type thing? And then Ray kind of, you know, looks away and a very good episode, pretty dark in nature. Uh, A lot of stuff that goes on here where people that are, um, you know, on 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 one hand, with Vinny, we saw a guy that maybe he kind of likes and respects, but it really isn't his friend. And then we see how he's treated differently than how Dirk gets treated. Where, you know, Dirk has done some things where, eh, you know, maybe maybe you're not in the criminal world. Maybe he would have to go, or maybe he could, you know, be beaten or owe the money back or something like that. You know, who knows but we see how the situations are handled differently. And it goes back to the thing of, you know, where Ray was saying earlier with Kate, you know, if I want to take the job, I take the job. And if I don't, I don't. All right. That is it for the show. And again, uh, this is episode eight called uh, entitled, see you in your dreams. And again, we heard that from uh, Vinny when he had turned back to Ray and said, you know, I'll see you in your dreams type thing, meaning that he'll, Ray will probably feel some remorse or type thing for doing that. Uh, anyway, all right, so if you would like to contact me and you've got anything to say about the show or anything else in general, it doesn't have to necessarily be about uh, this particular series, but you are, of course, more than welcome to comment on that. Voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. And if you want to record your own audio or send a regular email to me, And I can read that out for you on the show. The address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. I will talk to you guys next time.